just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh, oh he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane, knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. It is episode number 62. Unfortunately, we are a man down. Mr. Steve Kennedy is currently looking at wedding venues. Fair enough. <laughs> so I am joined by, of course, Donnie. How are you doing, lad? Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm like the staple of the podcast last week. I know, week. the anchor. Like you, you, two, you two boys seem to be having like very exciting and fulfilling lives. And I'm just arsing around going through data golf and, uh, <laughs> and, having, and having guys who nearly win but don't. I know, right? Oh. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, listen, it was a good week. So, so obviously, uh, we were, myself and Steve were down at the Irish Open for most of the week last week. Um, it was... I mean, it was a great event and it's a beautiful golf course, but there was an element, there was a real elephant in the room and I'm not even talking about live golf this week. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we went down. I couldn't get down because of what our commitments until Friday. Friday was a bit of a washout. So we just, yeah. we were, we were having some conversations um, in the media tent with a few colleagues and yada, yada, nothing really massive to report there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, then, yeah, got to the weekend. It was much better, but just, as the week grew, as the week grew further, more and more content about JP's pro am, which obviously we're going to get to. Um, it, more content kept on coming out. Like, um, you saw my favorite one was definitely Jordan Speed hitting his approach shot with a goat in the foreground. Yeah, literally supping on a fucking pint of Guinness as well. Like, right. <laughs> like, the the content that was coming out on Saturday and Sunday, you had JT. Spieth and Scotty Scheffler and Ricky Fowler was down they were playing Tralee they were playing Bally Bunyan they Bench, rocked up at yeah. Waterville um, yeah listen we're going to get to all that but essentially in isolation if you were down there at the Irish Open without any phone or plugged into the internet you would have enjoyed yourself um, the quality of golf was was still pretty high like I mean um, congrats to Adrian Moronk. So he's he's your boy. Like, how do you feel? Yeah, you didn't happen this I, week. I can't believe. Like, ugh, I know, and genuinely, it was very close to be back at him. And I was like, no, he hasn't really been playing that well. He he had that, you know, three four weeks that he he was top three nearly every week. Similar to uh, Fox, actually, it was the two of them. Yeah, very similar to Fox. Always yeah, kind yeah. of top three for a long time, and then he fell away a bit. And yeah, I just thought. I don't know. See, Joe, you know, you know my problem is, and I, I, this is my comment. I keep thinking and I keep picturing, this is my own fault for being stupid. But I keep picturing the, the Irish Open as this Lynx course that's tough to play. And it's not. It's not that anymore. It's where we've gone for the Parkland, which I think is a stupid thing to do personally, with the amount of unbelievable Lynx courses that Ireland have. Not that trying to diss on any parkland course. No, I, I, I really want to get into that myself. Well, I want to get into that. It's just silliness, to be honest. So I look when I looked at it, I kind of again pictured in my head: it's Ireland, it's windy, it's linksy, and that wasn't the case. And for me, I backed Fox. I know you did too. Um, mm-hmm. He, to be honest, I, I I wouldn't say should have won because at the end, fucking Moronk absolutely moonwalked it in. Um, but I mean. 
another very, very close call by Fox. Yeah. Um, but look, Morong's finish was what? Birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie or something, which was... Yeah, so so there's a bunch of... There are a bunch of takes that kind of... I I, I don't want to take away from Morong's performance or the guys who contended this week. So, I mean, in terms of the context of the tournament, it was a pretty fun back nine. So Ryan Fox started Sunday... Uh, six back I think and he was six back and I think he was in tied 13 so I mean it's yep. 12 guys ahead of him the likelihood um, of him winning you know his probability was less than 1% very similar actually to JT at the PGA Yeah. so he started going on a tear um, I think he went out in maybe 33 and then he started catching fire he went birdie he made it he made um, he, he, he birdied 14 15 16 eagled 17 so all of a sudden, this eagle that he makes on 17, he's obviously an hour ahead of the leading group. It gets him into a two-shot lead at the time, so it gets him to 18 under. The entire day, I'm kind of thinking that 18 under is the number that at worst it will get you into a playoff. Yeah. Um, so he goes down to 18, 18, very tough hole, long. It's 480 yards. There's water all down the left. There's trouble down the right. Nails his drive, absolutely smokes it to. I think you had two oh two left. Yeah, which is probably like because I was watching it too. When I, when I saw the drive land in the middle of area, I was like, "Well done, you've done the hardest thing." You've done the hard part. Yeah. So yeah, so he's got two hundred yards left. Takes a seven iron out, and he actually said in the post in, in in his post round press conference that the only shot that he that he missed all day, he played so well to the green. The only shot that he missed was he was trying. He he thought he might have needed to get to nineteen, and he was trying to draw a seven iron into a back left pin, and he overcooked it. It went long and left. He needed to get take free. He needed to take relief from the grandstand. Couldn't get up and down. Made a five, um, and he he knew at the time he was like, I think I'm probably one short. Mm-hmm. So, so at that time there were there were a heap of guys queuing up behind. There was Kofstad, the Norwegian, who had an eight. On 13, and that was the end of him. He he lost his first ball off the tee, played three off the tee, and then just didn't recover. Um, who else was knocking around? Jack Senior was there, Jorge Campillo was there, um, David Law got up to 16 under at one point. Yeah, and then Adrian Moronk is kind of he's kind of plugging away and nothing's really happening for him through 12 holes. He was yeah. he, he was hitting a lot of drives left. Like four left was to shout off every second tee box for him. Mm, yeah. Um, and then he makes yeah, he makes a massive, massive putt. I say massive in the context of the tournament. It was about twenty foot or twenty five footer on fourteen. Mm-hmm. He then, he then birdies fifteen. He then, he, no, sorry, what was it? He, it was birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie. Anyway, and yeah, it was, it was something like it was something like birdie, birdie, eagle, birdie, or birdie, birdie, yeah, eagle, birdie, birdie. He put the afterburners you know, on. He got, he, yeah. he went from sixteen under, obviously straight up to twenty under. Ryan Fox has now dropped back from eighteen under to seven, seventeen under at the yeah. mark, and the, it's game over. So, Adrian Brunk becomes the Poland's first DP World Tour winner, and it's the thirty yeah. eighth nation to have a winner in a DP World Tour, so that's quite cool. Yeah, very cool. We knew this was coming. We, like he, he's. Yeah. And, and this is the second time I've seen him play live after um, seeing him in Dubai where he was really impressive. He's so tall. He he swings out to win. He hits these gorgeous little little 10-yard draws most of the time. Sometimes he overcooks them. But um, really powerful. And you can see that he's swinging way within himself as well. So um, I'm not saying the sky's the limit for him, but he's certainly an impressive player. I think he's up to world number 62 now. Which is, you know, once you get into the world's top seventy, well, in the old world at least, you were kind of 
that's you into everything world golf championships yeah. and yeah he's, yeah he's playing at the open next week um yeah yeah he'd already qualified now before yeah, he, he was, yeah he did but like man I like look i know like you know people are it's it's the open you're playing against the big boys but i i honestly think ryan fox moronk Victor Perez, for example, they're all going to be hundred plus to one, like next. Well, like and I mean, I've already backed. Yeah. I've already backed Ryan Fox at eighties because Shoot. St Andrews is peculiar because St Andrews is entirely weather dependent, and yeah. the expectation is the wind's going to hell and it's going to. That, that's the that's St Andrews' only defense, like apart from seventeen. Um, so yeah, they're all guys that, like it's not a US Open track. Like no. I'd imagine if Morikawa can post 15 under around Royal St George's last year, I'm imagining that unless the wind really hells, and it could yeah. do, that you're looking at a at a at a fairly low number to win the open this year. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. Um, well, yeah, um the, the tournament in terms of the atmosphere for guys who were down there, if you went down on Sunday, you would have had a fun day. I think Friday was the best of it, even though in spite of the weather, there was a brilliant plot line with Shane Lowry on Friday. Mm-hmm. He's he's three over. When he's three over, two over, four holes <laughs> left. He knows the cut is probably gonna no, he's one over. He knows the cut is gonna be three under. Um, and he thinks he's gone. And he manages to birdie 15, 16, 17, and then sinks a 15 footer on 18. Um, to get in at three under and to make the cut and it was huge for the tournament yeah. he obviously was mad to play the weekend in front of his home crowd um, and then the conditions actually toughened up on Friday evening and the cut dropped to plus two but Harrington was another one who needed a fast finish to make the cut and he went birdie birdie par yeah. 16, 17, 18 to, to make the cut at three under as well so like that was fun that, that, that was another kind of you know subtle two fingers to live golf in terms of their yeah. no cut policy because that was probably the most entertaining part of the whole week. Yeah, 100%. And like, look, I, I, you know, I think the Irish Open is a great tournament. It, as I said earlier, GVR, before we went live, like, it's gutting that the Irish Open used to be in the slot before the, the Open mm. and we moved it and now that's when the, that's where the Scottish Open is now. And like, just comparing the two lineups of the Irish Open versus Scottish Open is, you know. Well, so, yeah. But, I mean, a couple of key differences in that the Irish Open's been supported. The prize fund this year was $8 million, which is about, mm. which is about, will be a decent PGA Tour event in terms of yeah, prize yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And now everything in golf has been, you know, reduced to money, so we have to talk in those terms. But yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't think the slot necessarily has to change, but th- this is one of those situations whereby there's a very obvious solution to the problem that the Irish Open is facing now. The obvious solution is play it on a fucking links. You gobshites. You have got Port Marnock, you've got Baltray, you've got Lahinch, you've got Ballylifrin, you've got Royal Dublin, you've got Rossapenna. You've got some of those in terms of infrastructure and getting in and out yeah. is yeah, you it's, have, it's a little like, difficult, yes. but it's not insurmountable. No, and but, like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, places like Ballybunion and Waterville, for example. You're never they're getting in, in and out they're, there. They're, scale. They're, like they're, they're in the middle of nowhere. I agree. However, look at uh, Jordan and Ricky and all them, lad. They arrived in a fucking helicopter. Man, they can stay in Cork. Oh, it's not, it's just Limerick. the fans. Like, I mean, you're, yeah. you'd, get, you'd get sellouts. So you'd get sellout crowds at those venues. So the complexity of someone, man on the street, you just go, why are you not playing on links? That's stupid. Mm-hmm. And 
I agree, and, and I think yep. it has to change and it needs to be reviewed, yep. but there are a couple of complexities about it. The big complexity is, the two big complexities, yeah, one is access to the course, and the other is the funding of the event. So yep. it it, uh, it would cost whatever clubs, so, you know, these are clubs, like Port Marnock, Baltray, you know, these are operating businesses, and if they wanted to pitch the host and Irish Open, it would cost between half a million and 700 grand capital to like upfront capital that needs to be um that that needs to be invested to get the course in the condition to get the grandstands all that sort of stuff in terms of the european tour funding that they do some of it and in terms of the revenue potential yeah obviously the revenue potential is is going to well clear those costs but you have an incoming recession global recession we don't know how bad it's going to be but we know it's going to be bad and i'd imagine the decision makers in those clubs are like you know they're, they're they're normal guys they're not jp mcmanus that you know mint yeah. julia k club k club was michael smurfett the smurfett group they have got millions upon yeah. millions upon one of millions. the wealthiest groups so, in Ireland, yeah. yeah so so the k club now are hosting the irish open every other year for the next six and that's the problem i'm course, sorry that's nonsense it's like bullshit that, it's it is nonsense. it's but it, it's 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 born out it's it's the economic viability yeah. compared to like if you if you had a link swing, so we've got the you know got the desert swing out in Dubai, you've got the South African swing, you've got the Florida swing, you've got the California swing, the West Coast swing as it's called in the PGA. You've got all these kind of little you know the Hawaii swing where they play the tournament champions and then they go to the Sony Open. There should be a fucking links swing. Yeah. I can't. It shouldn't be two tournaments when it could be three tournaments. Yeah. And you've got and, and I didn't even mention that there's Royal Port Rush and Royal County Down yeah. as well in terms yeah. of links. That's that's eight, right? Fuck me. That is eight of the greatest Lynx yep. golf courses on the planet. Like, yep. all right, no, you've obviously no got debate either. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you, we're, yeah, we're, you've got your birth. We're, we're not just saying you've this because we're Irish. Yeah. yeah, you've got Troon, which isn't getting anywhere near because it's owned by Trump now. You got Royal Melbourne, which obviously can't host. You know, it, it's difficult to host down there. But this is just like you know, it's like going out to your fucking garage, and you've inherited, you, you've inherited seven or eight. Lamborghinis, a couple of Bugattis, and you're just going to hop into a fucking fucking very like like, no, a very a very comfortable, a very comfortable and nice five series. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's a nice place to be, but every second dude on your street has one of them. Has one in terms of in the states, those Parklands courses are fucking. They they you find a Parklands course of the quality of Mount Juliet every forty kilometers. In any yeah. direction in the states, yeah. and those guys are used to playing it. They are the, the most unique challenge in golf is the Open Championship. I think it's still the biggest. A lot of people would say it's the Masters. Some people would say it's the U.S. Open, and I entirely respect those views. And I think they those they have merits. For me, it's always the Open, but it's it's unique features. A lot. It, it seems like a lot of pros are not massive fans of Lynx golf because it's not target golf, you know, and and the conditions and it's a real it's a real different test. But I mean, it's it's a true test of golf. It's it's yeah how and where golf was invented. This is this is as like uh, in terms of legacy, like like Lynx golf was golf before these cultivated beautiful spots were developed. But um, yeah, like you. If you had a, had three weeks of links golf, you're not going to get every you're not going to get everyone to turn up all three weeks. No chance, especially after PGA has happened, after the Masters, yeah. after you know. You, but but you might get if you've got the top twenty in the world, you might get seven of them. 
Yeah. You might even get six of them. Especially if, you know, four are Irish, for example. That's four guaranteed right there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you you might get, like, and guys, guys who don't have these, you know, family commitments. Now, I know there's all this, you know, the narrative that the live golf can give, and I want to spend more time with my family, I want to spend more time with my family. That's cop out for a lot of them. I'd say a lot of these. I'd say a lot of these lads, their egos are so inflated. They don't give a fucking shite about their family. No, I'd say they're happy. Not like, like a little bit. No, like, like yeah, I, I'd say they're happy enough. I mean, at the end of the day, they're golfers who love playing golf. So as much as I, I don't, I'm not. They're golfers say, who love getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. look, I mean, but, you know, but. but but guys like guys who don't have kids, you know, JT, Salatoris, Sunjay, get Sunjay down and fucking yeah. or something. That's um, what we need to do. We need to try and drag those young American lads. Yeah, yeah. In. like yeah, I'd be and as well. Like, like I mean, play a bit of golf. It's not going to define your career. It's not a major like pressure to you and sure look like Ricky Fowler well put Rush a Royal County down a few years ago Rory who convinced him to come over Ricky was top seven in the world at the time yep. two lads played together at Royal Royal County down Friday Rory shot 80 Ricky Fowler shot 81 two boys missed the cut went on the piss for the weekend in yeah, Dublin enjoy, wow. like, everyone's a winner or, or like even like you know like what Speed and Scotty and Ricky did there like Go around yeah. to a few other courses around Ireland. You you're you're there for the weekend. May as well in, enjoy it. Like you know, like, hop on how, a helicopter. Yeah. How, how could you not? It, it, we'll get on to the the JP stuff and and the guys yeah. practicing in all these great courses down in Munster uh, soon. But look at the pictures. JT is strolling down in 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 Tralee with a pint in his hand. There's the best picture I've ever seen. The coolest fucking picture I've ever seen of a golfer is Jordan Spieth walking down. Where was he yesterday? Where did they play yesterday? Was it, was Bally it Bally Bunyan? Bunyan? Bally And he's just walking yeah. down the fairway and he's just got a half drank point of Guinness in his hand. Yeah, sure. I made it my like profile picture can... on yeah, Twitter. It's, it's Hat brilliant. Hat it's the best picture I've ever seen. Yeah, it is like, it's hilarious. You know what I mean? Like these well, lads that have, a, and it's it's something different and, and the knowledgeable Irish golf fans, you're not going to get any mashed potato wankers. No. You're going to get people who are up for the crack. And we'll, yeah. we'll 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 say a couple of things, but they'll engage with the players in a kind of in a in a fairly wholesome way. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be like the Phoenix Open where they're getting covered in beer and shit like that. Yeah, no, but, and, and as well, it's a like, no-brainer. The Irish Open need to fit. They need to make yeah. it work somehow. They, need to make they have it work. to make it work. They need to make it on a proper links course. I have heard that one of the Waterville courses. Um, that's near my summer house, so it's Waterville, and then the other one is the is the newer course um mm. so the newer course was bought by an american billionaire he, he's friends with the, with the, with the billionaire who owns waterville um michael jordan apparently is part of the syndicate that, that bought this uh, course um and um there's a massive hotel so they bought the hotel and then the golf course it's called hogs head um and they redid the hotel the hotel is insane it's massive right on the lakefront has I don't know how many rooms, but a lot. Like, it's a massive hotel. Um, and apparently, now that he's put so much money into it, he wants to wait a few years and then and then apply for the, for the Irish Open because he, well, he has the money to, yeah. to do it, it. Again, again, it's going to come It's going to come down to access. And it it's is, not yeah. access for the players. The players can no, land it's access for the tourists, yeah. and for it's the just, people, it's yeah. It's access for the fans. And, yeah. and, and, and how do you get... How do you get all those stands, all the infrastructure needed for the stands, for the tents, for yeah. the pop-ups? How do you transport that to the site? It doesn't just yeah. magically appear, or you don't well, stick it, a couple of magic especially beans. Especially when the it's a when the ring of Kerry that 
that it's <laughs> yeah. on, trucks and buses can actually oh, only go one imagine? way. Do you know that? So yeah. I, I didn't notice un, un, until I started driving, but trucks and buses can only go one way in, on the Ring of Kerry. Because if you yeah. go both ways, they can't fit. Oh. But they can only go anti-clockwise on, on most parts yeah, of it. See, so, that's the that's what like yeah. like Hinch had like Hinch had it in, in twenty nineteen. I didn't get down. I heard it was a great week though. Hmm. Um John Ram shot a Sunday sixty two and he won it. Um and it had a much stronger field than hmm. it did. You know, it, John Ram wasn't a major champion at the time, but he was still a fucking yeah. serious player. Um yeah, I don't know if how feasible it is for like you know it's not feasible for the old head, for example. It's not feasible. No. It's not. I haven't seen the other course down in Waterville, but I mean, having been down there last year, yeah, I can't yeah, say that's you, yeah, yeah, like that's not fucking feasible. Yeah, like no. we were we were bare grills on the, to get down to that fucking golf course, like yeah. in the fog, up in up in the fucking mountains. <laughs> yeah, forget about now, it. When you get there, it's like fuck, it's insane. But yeah, as you said, for like you know, practicality wise. It's not very practical. But, you know I mean? but so, Port Marnock, Baltray, Royal yeah. Dublin. There's three. Yeah. Ballybunion. Yeah. Uh, that are 20 minutes in the airport. Yeah. And, and if you want, if you want to include, yeah, Royal Dublin or Royal County Down. Anyway, it's just, it's fucking stupid. And mm. there are challenges to, to host on Link's course. But I mean, the, the logic of having it on a parklands, you're just screwing yourself. It's yeah. same old, same old. If, if the Irish Open was after the Open, it would make no sense to have it on the links. Yeah. The fact the Irish Open sits this close to the biggest one of them all, and all those American guys will have not played any links golf. So no. in some cases, like Morikawa, like that, it's absurd to think that Morikawa won an Open Championship having never played links yeah. golf. It is actually an absurdity. Like that makes no sense. That that shouldn't have happened. That is. Mm such an anomaly it, it, it was it was just i think at, at the time his driving his iron play especially and his putting was just the, the other factor was the, the wind didn't blow yeah that, i was saying and, it was just yeah he was just got very lucky and his his iron play especially was just so fucking dialed in that that like weekend it was just yeah. happened but that's not going to happen ever again. Or, you know, very, very unlikely at least. No, so. such a, such a, such a mad result that was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I suppose uh, the net, like <laughs> moving on to to JP. So I've been I've been kind of watching it most of the afternoon. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's so much fun down there. I've never like good crowd. I've never felt I've never felt FOMO this bad. Yeah, the life. crowds look fucking buzzing, man. And but the crack looks mighty. Like yeah. Shane Lowry the three putter from three feet earlier on and the whole crowd just start fucking laughing. And then Shane Lowry start like gesticulating and put his head in his hands, but he's having his hands in, you know, give a shit. Yeah. But it was just like, and he was laughing and the crowd were laughing and it was sort of some lad, some old fella shouted, Jesus, we could do that. I know. Yeah. Well, you know, it just looks like it's a goddamn festival of golf. And, you know, I know we criticized live because of its, uh, because of its exhibitionist nature, mm. um, oh, it, it, maybe it's a bit hypocritical. Yeah, but these players no, oh, aren't getting brilliant when these 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 players aren't getting, charity, getting like, a, a million dollars to shoot an eighty. Like just a big that, yeah, <laughs> fucking Paparez. Oh my god, oh. yeah. So yeah, JP Day One today. It just looked like so much fun, and yep. all the content coming out, and and and. Yeah, we don't even need to speak about JP McManus. And I, I read earlier that his his charitable endeavors over the years have, have totaled uh, have, have generated 140 million euro. Uh, sorry, that, that's just for this pro am 
actually over the years. So he had it, I think first one was in like 90 and then he didn't have one until 95. And then he, and then it became an annual thing. And with the pandemic, it obviously stopped. So uh, um, they really went all out this year and it's just amazing. And yeah. Um, yeah, and it, like the fact, the fact, Tiger's there. The whole world, the whole golfing world, is 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 down there, <laughs> pretty yeah, much. Yeah, no, like yeah, I think um, they were talking to Scotty earlier, and he was like, "Oh, d- does there's a massive uh, crowd after showing up for you?" And he goes, "Well, it's definitely not for me. It's probably Tiger Woods." But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was, and Xander Xander was interviewed, and Xander was like, uh, "Yeah, this is like this isn't a pro am. I don't know what this is. I mean, mm. this is like." The biggest pro am I've ever played in, and it yeah. like it's not even a pro am. It's like it feels like a major championship. <laughs> yeah, they said that it's like it's like a major championship crowd at, yeah. at like a private event, basically. Yeah. So, um, one one thing I do definitely want to say though, and you know, I, I I don't like to say any anything negative about Tiger Woods. Um, and fair play for him being there, showing up, playing, but. Jesus, the man looks exhausted. Um, the man looks, doesn't look good. He, he looks doesn't like look good. He looks like he's carrying the whole world on his shoulders, man. I, 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 I think just physically, like he's, the man knows no limits. Like in yeah. in his in his mind, he has no limitations. He just can power through the you know the pain in, endured with winning the US Open on a broken leg. Like he's just there's this like kind of superhero mindset that exists but looking at him getting around um a day earlier on he looked like really quite labored um yeah no he did he did like i I was very excited by the news that he was gonna dodge the us open because like he 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 hadn't posted a top 10 there in 10 years regardless and and it just wasn't it was gonna do him no favors but it doesn't just judging by today like he was three over when we started recording and that was after chipping in on the par five for an eagle. Yeah. He just looked like he was pretty uncomfortable. Um, yeah. He just, didn't look like a guy who's, who's like building towards to having a crack at St. Andrews. Yeah. yeah, no, he doesn't. He definitely doesn't. So, um, but look, I mean, fair, look, I, I think it's, it's going to be a good one for him. He's, he's going to play in the British. I think it's, no offense, he's Tiger Woods. I know he can do anything, but him being forty to one for the Open is very silly. Um, in my which it's just it's his favorite course. He he yeah. knows how to play it better than anyone else, arguably in the field at this point. Um, and it it's not a course that demands supreme length. It does demand a lot of of accuracy. It demands yeah. fantastic putting. It you know the the greens that you miss, you're going to leave yourself with an awful lot to do in terms of your short game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like. We'll we'll talk, you know, when we get to the Open Championship itself and do our preview. But uh, from today, it's very hard to imagine how his stamina holds up for four days, and you know, and 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 add the physical ailments onto needing to be so dialed in and mentally prepared yeah. for for an Open Championship. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean to see him to see him walk over the bridge on 18 regardless will be a real joyous occasion for yeah. anyone who loves golf and loves Tiger you know it, maybe this maybe this could be it for him it, it, it yeah. feasibly could in terms of major championship golf it, it, it genuinely could mm-hmm. um, I really hope not and I'm sure he's not thinking that but you yeah. know he can't con- he can't fully control you know the limitations of his body yeah. after everything that he's been through. You know, or so. I, I guess at least you know it, it's what it's July, so you know maybe he just takes the rest of the year off after this, 
um, and just tries to concentrate on getting back to you know semi decent condition by by the Masters next. Yeah, April well, I mean, there's, there's, after Open Week, there's nothing left for him this year because yeah. he's obviously no going to be couldn't ever be anywhere near the FedEx playoffs. Um, there's nothing left. Like there are World Golf Championships. Who cares? I don't even know how many of them he's won, but it might be twenty odd. It, it, yeah. pfft, you know, the only ones that matter are the four, and this we're we're, we're approaching the fourth one. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, one thing though, I will say, just finish off on the JP McManus stuff. My a few a few a few people have like said it to me. Like some of the teams, I I get it, right? It's a lot of family members, friends of family, and stuff, but. It's a bit nonsense for me. And again, no, I know we're talking of, about. I know we're talking a, about a private event, and it is. It's just for fun. But like seeing fucking half of the McManus family team up there is so fucking stupid. Like Jesus Christ. Well, no, like I mean, like so. It's 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 like any like local club event, just the prestige mm-hmm. off the chart. So it, it was a quarter of a million quid to. Uh, to have to to sponsor a team or put a team in, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, they had there were f- was it five or ten thousand golfers. Ten, so, yeah, ten thousand golfers tried to get in. Yeah, hundred quid. Yeah, so there was a there was a whole uh, nationwide um, competition. If you pay a hundred quid into this tournament, and I think there were three rounds of qualifiers, and maybe were there ten places for just. Uh, yeah like randoms just like you and me or like from whatever yeah. handicap if you play well enough yeah, yeah. so yeah. there was one guy who who was interviewed with patrick cantley earlier and was saying you know it's like you know him and his three mates all qualified yeah so that's what, so that's, a, that's the thing what it is it's 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 three people as a team yeah, it's his team yeah and yeah, then exactly. they play with, with 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 a pro then yeah it's fucking cool i i, I love that aspect i thought it was cool yeah. i just you know seeing a few of the celebrities and all that stuff i get it like it's part of it but like I, th- I think some of it's a bit old. Did you like see fucking John Terry there rocking up? Like, like. <laughs> yeah, John Terry was playing with Tyrrell, Alan Hansen, who's a cracking golfer, actually. I think he plays off close to scratch. And Kenny, King Kenny as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, look, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's great to see um, something like this happening in Ireland. It's great to see the lads, Speed, McElroy, everyone, etc. Ricky going around to other courses in Ireland that they've obviously heard of and that they want to play. Um, you know, it's 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 great, and it's the fact that they probably rocked up to Bally Bunyan, La Hinch, and yeah, Corsi will probably came and was like, "Oh my God, Jordan Sweet and Ricky Fowler are playing," but I guarantee you they weren't harassed or abused. It was just like huge people couldn't believe that they're there, and they probably loved that. Like you know, like um, it's totally different it's aspect than than the kind of US, like so. Yeah, it's it's a good time for everyone. I think that's what that's what Ireland offers as a nation in that, and I I just hope that this continues now with younger generations who are now living in a really global world and a global culture. But no one ever gave a fuck about who you are or where you come from or what you do or what you've achieved in Ireland. It's all yeah. about the quality of your character. And ultimately, if you're meeting people, are you any crack? Are you yeah. a bit of can you take the piss out of yourself? Can you take yeah. the piss out of other people? Can you Are have you sound? Yeah. Can you have? Can you tell a few stories? Can you have a fucking intelligent debate? Not even actually. It's just about having a laugh. And I think you know everyone down there who met JT and Jordan Speed. There's not to be no like running up and taking a selfie and not even saying hello. They'll be like, "How are you? How's the form? How are you getting on?" And they're all these. They're, they're gonna. They're surely they lap that up. 
surely. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, I, I think it'd be refreshing for them. So, yeah, credit to JP. What an event he's putting on. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it tomorrow as well. Um, it was really fun today. So, um, yeah. yeah, we probably parked that one. Uh, yeah. Are we and going then, are we to talk guess, about Portland? Yeah, I'm going to say, going back to uh, my throwaway comment about showing up, uh, hitting a fucking 80 and then getting paid nearly a million dollars. Um, for anyone who didn't watch the live event this this week, again, it's a team event style. So even if you don't necessarily do that well, if your team does well, um, you do end up getting a lot of prize money. So Pat Perez hit a 80 for his final round. Eight over part 80. Dog yeah. shit. Um, I think I don't know where he finished. He, I think he got. I think it was $85,000 for where he finished, which firstly is actually an outrageous amount for considering it was nowhere. And then uh, because he on, was on, on, top, on top of his joining fee, on top of the joining fee, appearance fee, et cetera. And then uh, he then, because his team won, because he was part of DJ's team, uh, he won another $800,000. <laughs> like, I mean, God knows what... <laughs> imagine man, I'd be embarrassed if I shot a fucking 80 and someone hands me a check he's not, for he near, near, near a million he dollars like, like that, he, he, in fairness right, I will give I gotta give Pat Perez a bit of credit Pat Perez has been no bullshit Pat Perez hasn't said fuck all about growing the game yeah. he's talked about his family um, you know, wanting to spend more time. He's talked about being on the road for ages and giving out, you know, because, I mean, poor Pat Perez, he's only made 28 million quid in PGA Tour earnings. Like, like you know, What's like pray for Pat Perez. Like, he, yeah. poor Pat Perez was on the bread line before this came about. Yeah, like, he, it's, he, a real, it's a real rags to riches story. Like, it's so inspiring. But he must be on the fucking mac and cheese and the fucking dollar ramen. Right? Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been feeding the kids with pot noodles for twenty years, you know. So he's 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 paid his dues, and now he's going to go cheerlead for a murderous bastard yeah. and and stink the place out and take a shit. To <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the the live golf was was in Portland. So I watched. I like. People who are regular listeners to the show will know that I fucking with every fiber of me despise the vulgarity of what is going on with with this blatant sports washing with these pro golfers taking obscene amounts of money to be cheerleaders for a regime and regimes all over the world do terrible things and i know the european tour has benefited from dubai in the past and they commit human rights abuses and i get that this like this can be filtered down to one single man, one single entity, Mohammed bin Salman. It can be filtered all the way there, and the line is direct. So yeah, like there is evil that happens all the time, but this was evil that you could have easily just told the fuck off. Anyway, we're not even going there with the whole moral standpoint, but um, I I, I watched a bit of it because you know, as as part of the golf media, it you know it's not our job, it's our passion to talk about golf, and this is now part exactly, of golf, yeah. and and, and they had more they had more guys in the top hundred playing this week than anywhere else. There were fuck all in Ireland. There were fuck all. It was even less than John Deere. John Deere was embarrassing, <laughs> um, so embarrassing. Um, but you know, th- this the live golf was the best field this week, and uh, Brandon Grace won it. He picked up a check for I think four and a half million, which is a million more than what Cameron Smith won for winning the players. Um, yeah, so the coverage. So what I, I watched about forty five minutes. Right? Did you watch any of this, bro? I, I actually did not. To, to be perfectly honest with you, 
I was watching a bit, a, a bit of the Irish, um, but I was actually kind of sick. Um, so I ended up just absolutely watching that five hour Stranger Things uh, marathon. Oh, madam, I like so, it's class. Yeah, it's, so, sorry, it's, sorry for going on such a tangent, yeah, but no, I, I didn't end up uh, watching any of it, to be honest. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to finish it tonight because I'm f- afraid I'm running into spoilers. But my God, Stranger Things has grown up. It's, it's yeah, a fucking good shit. Uh, yeah, so the, the covers that I saw anyway just seemed real try-hard. Um, it was just like, oh, this is such a spectacle. It's so enthralling. The, Tom, the fans out here are just having the greatest day of their lives as Phil Mickelson duffs a chip and no one claps and it's just <laughs> like silence permeating. But the best soundbite, there were two, there's two soundbites we're going to play for you, right? So <laughs> this is after Taylor Gooch uh, is is stood with, with Patrick Reed, with DJ and with someone else prominent. Who else is he with? One of the other golfers anyway. And uh, they're asking him about the atmosphere and Taylor Gooch uh, says this one. Absolutely. I haven't played a Ryder Cup for President's Cup, but I can't imagine there's a whole hell of a lot of difference. I mean, this was as cool as it gets. We've been saying about it all week. Like, the energy is just, it's different. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't played a Ryder Cup or a president. Yeah, so the energy is different. It's awesome. I haven't played fuck all in terms of the status of the game, but I can't imagine it's any different. And if you watch the video and we shared it on our Twitter, the moment he says, I can't imagine it's anything different, DJ just smiles and just looks away and is like, oh my fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's now we have to give we have to give Taylor Gooch a pass here because Taylor Gooch said a couple of weeks ago asked about the sports Washington live. He's like, listen, I don't think that's fair. Also, I'm a golfer. I'm not that smart. Fair enough. Yeah. He is true to his words. <laughs> Fucking hell. That one was great. And then there was a second one that was a, a fan shouted out, uh, shouted this out. So DJ uh, is walking from one tee to another and a fan shouts this out. That's picked up by the mics. Such a huge difference between having a little uphill lie there and not. Competition, buddy. Yeah, so a fan's like, yeah, DJ, dismember the opposition, cut off their legs or cut off their arms, whatever it was. Like, literally, I don't know if he was doing, like, he was obviously doing it to kind of be funny. And I saw, like, Jamie Weir and Brandel Chambly and, and all the real, Eamon Lynch, all the real anti-live people, you know, saying how disgraceful it was and how classless it was, which is true. But it actually served as a great little ad, little advertisement for Saudi human rights abuse. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You, the guy thought he was being funny by shouting about dismemberment and, and chopping limbs off. And by doing it, he'd in like if he's if he's gone to live, obviously he doesn't give a fuck about the human rights implications and the Saudi regime. Mm. But he just like inadvertently highlighted the issues better than almost anyone could by shouting that out. Um yeah. so yeah, there's some real weird shit that went on. Uh did you, the last one, Brew, did you see uh, Greg Norman in the grandstand in the hospitality? No. He was chucking out he was chucking out cans of Heineken to fans, like throwing beers at them. Oh, and yeah? then some fan came off and was like, put it in my mouth, Greg, in my mouth. Yeah, sorry, this podcast took a bit of a turn. In my, and he literally poured a can off the balcony 10 foot into this gobshite's mouth. Well, I mean, gobshite's like probably a bit of crack, but I was just like, this is beyond parody. Like, yeah, how, like, go and, go and do that in Jeddah or Riyadh and see how that goes. Start, start giving cans to people on the street out there and see how that goes. And it was just, 
Weird, man. <laughs> no, that yeah, no. In fairness, now, but look, you know, uh, fair play to fucking Pat, Pat Prez and, and the boys for picking up absolute fat checks. You know, fair play. for doing <laughs> like, sweet call. You know, and then the, the latest man to pick up a fat check is going to be Paul Casey. Uh, yeah, that was who, a, who, that was a, that was a surprise. Yeah, so this is Paul Casey. This is this is a real flip flop. So he, Paul Casey, has actually spent some time. And brain power thinking about these things because a lot of it is previous quotes attributed to him in 2019 were, you know, I'm a UNICEF ambassador. I it, it's it's my duty as an ambassador to understand the, where the money is coming from and understand there's any bad actors. So he was like, I did I wouldn't feel comfortable. This was to play the Saudi International. So that was yeah. November 2019. He spoke about it and said, No, I didn't go. I was offered, but I didn't feel comfortable. And then I don't know, something changed. God, I wonder what changed. Can you think about what could have changed, bro? Maybe the weather. Maybe he had a near life, near death experience. Maybe. Uh, maybe you know he had a conversation with his dad or something. Maybe. Maybe they waved eighty million quid in front of his nose up front. I mean, it could have been anything, but now he's decided after being injured, pretty much since February, he's decided. Uh, no, do you know what? Fuck my ambassadorship to UNICEF. Uh, I'm gonna go over, but he he did try to justify the reasoning uh, by saying that and I'm paraphrasing here, but basically that um, I I've mulled over this decision for a long time. I spent a lot of time researching and talking to to groups, to talking to human rights groups, to talking to people involved with Saudi, and he basically came to the conclusion that this is a very sincere effort for the Saudi regime to change, to stop executing people, to, to give women rights, which, which to be fair, they are moving past medieval times. A woman now has the unbelievable uh, privilege of being able to drive in Saudi, which has been granted about like 20 minutes ago. Um, so yeah, Paul Casey actually could have taken the, uh, the script line but it seemed as if he's, he'd he'd uh he'd um he kind of made the conscious decision that it's i've actually i've looked into the 70s i've yeah. looked into it all and they're actually they just love golf <laughs> so listen he's he's had more conversations than me um i'm gonna call bullshit on that bullshit but that's just my opinion uh yeah. maybe he's seen something that no one else has yeah i don't i mean it's 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 a weird one. Any of the big European, especially Ryder Cup giants, I would call them, who've gone over has just it's been a big surprise for me. Um and just the fact that there's such legends when it comes to Ryder Cups, like just just massive, massive legends from their their, you know, on the field playing in other Ryder Cups. You know, even some yeah, it's, have, it's super. Have, 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 have been vice captains and stuff, and now none of them will be captains. Like, yeah, and, and there, also there were rumors that had not been confirmed, denied, but there were rumors going around yesterday that Henrik Stenson was close to join and live. And if he's close to join and live, that means Henrik Stenson is actively uh, giving up his Ryder Cup captaincy yeah. next year in Rome. Um, I just saw it. I saw it reported yesterday. It's just rumors. But um, nothing's been confirmed. I hope it's the same kind of rumors um, that that Colin Morikawa was caught yeah. in opening last weekend when he, he he said, "Listen, this is bullshit," and I'm gonna go put cereal in my milk. And everyone was like, "You put your fucking milk in first, you yeah, psychopath!" Yeah, yeah. 
which is fair. Um, so yeah, we'll just see. Uh, I, I, I don't know how this shakes out. Like, like the Ryder Cup, and the the Ryder Cup is is in a bit of an existential crisis now because it's not the Ryder Cup if there's six guys that would have played for the US that are banned mm-hmm. and four guys from Europe. It's not it's not the same thing anymore. Like the like this is conceivably the end of the Ryder Cup. That's really yeah. sad, it, but, yeah, but, it, it's, but it's, it's not beyond the realms. I'm not talking, it won't be the end of the Ryder Cup in the sense that, oh, we just won't play it anymore. But the Ryder Cup will become something else and will yeah, become something a bit lesser, yeah. not the best players. Like, you know, the lowest ranked player on the US team last year was Scotty Scheffler, who was 21, and now he's world number one. And and listen, I know for Europe, I think the lowest ranked guy was maybe 80s or something, but it's still fucking the best of the best, and it's a total yeah. meritocracy of how you get in. It was still like what, true because like, of picks. It was actually, still like sorry. what, like eight or nine of the top eleven or so. You know what I mean? So it was still like you know, largely, largely like packed. So because the the Ryder Cup just doesn't have the same thing as like if you've got if you've got um fuck I don't know Bo Hog playing against Antoine Rosner in a singles match because you know Sergio's left and so has a solve a bunch of the Americans and so have a bunch of Europeans. That's not the Ryder Cup anymore. The Ryder Cup is the biggest event in golf, and it won't be if there's a dozen top guys who are not there. So. Really, really troubling times for the Ryder Cups, but specifically, um, you have to see more guys might go, and it might get to a point in time where, if live golf have half of the world's top fifty, like it, it, it's not confirmed yet whether they'll gain world ranking points for the live events, but they're nah, not they going to gain. I, I, I know we like, we, we like talk about this. Well, they, they conceivably they could. Well, I mean, but I mean, the official golf world rankings is is like that's a separate organization. It's a separate know, entity. Like, they, they, I'm sure they have close relationships with the PGA Tour and oh, with the DP World Tour. And but, no offense, and I'm not trying to rub anyone up the wrong way. If they get world ranking, it's probably because they fucking slipped some brown envelopes. And I, I don't care. That gets me. No, I don't think it would even need to be that because if you're if you're if you're the official golf world rankings. Your priority, the reason you're for your existence is yeah. to effectively rank who the best golfers in the world are. And if half of the current best golfers in the world defect to a, a, a rebel league, that doesn't mean that straight away they become worse golfers. It doesn't mean I, that I think they'd because, have to... like, because Brooks Kepka, you know, because Brooks Kepka now is in live golf, that doesn't automatically mean that all of a sudden Adam Hadwin is better than him. No, no, no. I agree, but I'm saying it would have to be fair across the board. They'd have to be able to compare a DP World Tour player, a PGA Tour player, and a Live Tour player on equal groundings. And not even about the cut thing, that actually kind of doesn't really matter. It has to be, it has to be 72 holes then. You can't yeah. have, so that's, that's, can't have that's a player on correct. playing 57 and another player playing 72. That's they would have to change it. Yeah, that so that's that's one of the, yeah. the requirements to qualify for as a, as a world as a ranking event that it has to be a seventy two hole stroke yeah. play event. Um, so yeah, it reminds me that that decision is just enormous now. Mm-hmm. That decision is as big as if Augusta National are going to ban players from the Masters because the, the players aren't going to be banned from the other majors. No. and I personally don't think they should be. The reason for that is I think they're assholes and greedy fucks, but also the majors 
decide who the best golfer in the world is on, on that week on that track in that, those conditions but they are the mac daddies and if you you dilute everything if some of the top guys are gone and yeah none of the top guys who have gone yet apart from arguably bryson are 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 still still have potential on upward trajectory. Well, Matt, Matt Wolf does as well, to be fair to him. But it's all guys in the sunset of their career that are probably, the likelihood that they're going to te- contest majors in the next five years is a lot lower for those group of golfers than it is for Cam Smith, JT, Morikawa. Yeah. The the, I think um, the only other player from Liv, I would say, is probably DJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the only one that I'd be like, he, could, he has a chance at a major... Yeah, like DJ is going to be a forty to one shot at St Andrews. And yeah. like, I mean, you're 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 looking at that price, and you're like, wow, that's a great price. Yeah. Um, so, well, look, we'll uh, we'll park the live chat. Yeah. Um, and we do. We've got a massive tournament this week. So yeah. what we're going to do is we've got a very special guest coming on tomorrow who knows this golf course, the Renaissance Club, like the back of his hand. He's played it. He's going all week. So um, let's do we'll do a little we'll do a little bit of our own thoughts on, on the scottish open and then we'll be with our special guest yep. but uh fundamentally let's fucking make some picks hmm. yeah so um so last week i'd uh what did i have i had two two thirds in the states to john Deere. not even talking about it scott stallings denny mccarthy uh they just fell shy at, at jt poston and then i had Right. Ryan Fox, who again was really close. Um, but yeah, so this week uh, is the Scottish Open. I think if you get John Ram in the final group on Sunday, I think he stands on next and he's going to get it done. Because the winner this week is going to be my, my one and done pick. I put put it on Twitter, put, put my put my cards down on, on the line. I'm going for Rory McIlroy. I'm actually, I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho uh, oh. train. He's 28, so I think you can get him. Straight off the bat, not even going to waste time. Paul Casey and Sam Burns, previous winners, both over 22 to 1. I think that's an absolute value bet there. My third pick um, is Hideki Matsuyama. I got him at 18s this morning. In the Renaissance Club, third year that it's been played, or sorry, the fourth year it's been played here. It's a 7,300 yard par 71. It's a Lynx. Oh my God! The geniuses right, in Scotland we, have decided some, like, to put the fucking tournament. They're going during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, they've decided. They've decided to put the put their tournament on the links the week before the Open Championship. Jesus, what a brainwave! Um, and it turns out they've got fucking an unbelievable field. So the field is uh, the favorite is Scotty Scheffler, world number one. Actually, joint favorites on points bet. These uh, odds are brought to you by our friends at points bet. Um, so Scotty and John Ram are 10 to 1. Justin Thomas is 11 to 1. New US Open champion Matty Fitz is 18s. That's along with Xander, who's also 18s. 22 Cantley, 25 Zal Torres, 25 Morikawa, 28 uh, is Spieth, Cam Smith, and Sam Burns. You got Hideki at 30s. And I'm even keep going down. Hovland's playing. Fleetwood's there. Horschel, Ryan Fox, Max Homa, Keegan Bradley, Tyrrell Hatton. I mean, and, and we're still going down and we've got Harold Varner, who's a 70 to one shot, who's a top player. So yeah. the field is absolutely stacked. It's stacked. sensational. Even even Maverick McNeely's here. Cameron Tringali's here. Jason Kokrak's here. Yep. Matt, Cam Young. Yeah. yeah, it's just sensational. So um, 
yeah, it, the, like any links, like any links course, um, this week, if you're looking for a winner, please just look, don't put any bets on yet because the value you'll get now is totally rolled away by two things. One, the weather forecast and two, the corresponding draw. It's more likely than not that one side of the draw is going to get screwed and the other side of the draw is going to profit. So I would wait until the draw comes out and match that with your weather forecast and try and have a bias towards guys who are going to be in the more favorable forecast. And the more favorable forecast is like, you know, if it's PM, AM, the winds, if the winds doesn't get up until Friday PM, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. So um, the last three years, Minwoo Lee won it, bet Thomas Detry um, and someone else in a playoff. Uh, at 18 under last year. Um, then the year before, the wind blew uh, and Aaron Roy won it, and it was only at 11 under. And in the year before, the wind didn't blow and Bernd Wiesberger won it at 22 under. So if the wind doesn't blow, they'll tear it apart. If it does, it's a different beast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So data points, as I always do, I try to find some data points that are really prevalent around here that are, that are the most important. Um facets of your game if you're going to win and based off the last three years it's very clear that with these big greens they're very undulating but they're also quite slow mm -hmm. strokes gain approach is massive so you need guys who are going to hit lasers putting is also going to be massive um, and then finally 50 percent of the golf course is either a par five or a par four measuring 450 to 500 yards so nine of the holes um so par five scoring and par four scoring in that round are my sort of three three data points that i'm elevating so i'm making picks based on guys who are doing that we're also obviously adding in recent form caliber player um recent headspace all that kind of stuff as well yeah okay yeah no that's yeah i mean i think as you said the the weather in either ireland or scotland is it's night and day like i know for any maybe canadian or american not understand like when it rains in Ireland and Scotland, it it doesn't stop. Like it, you know, what I mean, the, the, there's no ease off in, in in rain. You could have rain for two weeks. You know, what I mean, and and like, <laughs> I and just I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, it, the the difference in a golf course in Scotland and Ireland playing at a sunny day over four days at the weekend versus rain is so different. And also, the winds that can blow up in Scotland is ridiculous so i mean yeah like you could be you know it's a totally different challenge um as donnie said i i backed that fully wait until the, the the i guess the overall picks are are made and you know what time that 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 they're coming out on and then match the weather if it, if it looks a bit better in the morning believe me it'll be a huge advantage um, i'm having a look at the forecast so obviously this can change but i mean it looks like it's going to be quite a benign week to right. be fair, so uh, Thursday is going to be is going to be sunny, um, winds up to thirteen miles per hour. That is fine. Fifteen mile an hour Friday, fourteen mile an hour Saturday, and then potentially up to eighteen on Sunday. So it looks like Sunday is going to be the toughest day for scoring. And um, the threat of rain is higher on Sunday than any of the other days. But it, it's actually looking like Thursday, Friday, um, you're gonna have a bias towards right now. And the bias is pretty subtle. You would rather have a guy who is PM AM. So that's okay. so that it looks like the highest, the, the the fiercest wind on is going to be Friday PM. So if you can get a guy out in the afternoon on Thursday and the morning on Friday, 
Um, that's right now. But obviously, yeah, the, the draw is not going to change. Yeah, we're recording this on Monday night. We got no draw until until tomorrow evening. Or maybe, yeah, no, sorry, tomorrow. Wednesday lunchtime is when the yeah, draw is out. Yeah. So yeah. keep an eye. Um, yeah. I do have picks though, so I will. I've got. I've got. Jesus, I've got six. Top, top <laughs> nine golf here. Ah, uh, listen, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Sure, I'll run you through mine really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I'm not going to spend too much time on each. So I'm definitely taking JT, and I think I'm going to take him to win the Open as well. Um, he's playing so well. He's played here the last twice, um, top 10 in both the tight eighth and the tight ninth. Obviously, latest major champion, and it seems like the frailties with the putter are drying up. So he's had positive strokes gain putting in eight of his last 12 events. So he's it's it's getting there. Sixth in approach this season, should we know that? He's also first in par four scoring, those, those longer par fours. So JT for me, win only bet. I got him a 14 to one. I think you can currently get him. Is it? Yeah. It's a, is it a uh, 10 to one on uh, points bet? Yeah. Um, he'll contend hundred percent. Next up, Cam Smith. Weirdly, like Cam made his run at the Masters that everybody expected him to. And he did. Um, and then he's weirdly gone under the radar. Like he's not been, recent form's not been that good. Um, he's obviously uh, missed the cut at the US Open. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he was arsing around the lower reaches of the weekend, guys, the Canadian. Um, you know, tied 13th at the PGA Championship isn't bad. But because of that, you're actually getting a price on him. Like, he's back up to 30 to 1. He hasn't done that much wrong. Remember, this guy's won three times this year. It was earlier in the year, but he hasn't done that much wrong. Like he yeah. missed a cut of the US Open and his price is too big, I think. I think he should be like in the 22 bracket and he's 30 to one. So I'm having that. Thanks very much. Um, and like like th- this week, you know, it's, it's not a major week. Um, winning the Scottish Open isn't career defining, but I think he can go and give himself the confidence that maybe has slid away having not closed out a couple of times recently. So, uh, you know, he's second in par five scoring this season, 14th in putting. We know he's a great putter. It's just too big a price. So, yeah, I'm definitely having Cam Smith. And he would have grown up in Australia. He would have played Royal Melbourne a whole half full of times. It's not like he's a guy from California who's never seen a, a Lynx golf course who thinks the Pebble Beach is a Lynx, you know? So, taking Cam. I'm also taking Sam Burns. at. Uh, I can get him at 33 to 1. Yeah. So, Brew, I know you love Sam Burns and right yeah, so yeah. keeps winning for you. Um, yeah, playing great golf, you know, winner three times this season. If the wind doesn't blow, this golf course, it was going to suit bombers. You also need to put really well, and that kind of almost describes Sam Burns to yeah, the yeah. biggest facets to his game. So, I'm taking Sam 33s. I have to do it again. I think I've picked him for the last six weeks. I have to pick Ryan. I can't, you can't not yeah. it, 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 an easier golf course he is playing just amazing golf he's struggling to close it out I know but he's 50 to 1 it's a strong field I've also backed him at 85 to 1 for the Open this week if he goes well this week you'll only get 50 on him for next week so yeah, yeah have to back Foxy and then two outsiders I'll take Victor Perez at 150 and I'm going to take your hands at Veerman who played last week, he's 250 to 1 on the exchange. You won't get that big a price in the sports book, but he was a top 10 here last year. And uh, yeah, he played quite well in Ireland um, last week. Uh, way too way too big a price. Yeah. So they're my six. That's huge. You know, to be fair, I think the, the Victor Perez price especially is massive. 
Yeah, I think it's gone. Won, he's a player who won a few weeks ago. He's been playing well this year. That's yeah. I think it's gone. Is it? No, we can still get him. You can still get him at one hundred and twenty-five. Yeah. So um, I mean, yeah. Um. Look, really, really quickly. Uh, I have three picks. Two are the same as you. One is um, I'm actually backing Mr. Willie Z this week. Um, mainly just nice. because I, I, I want to see how he does. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a really yeah. You'll you'll focus on him more. The fact yeah, you I, I, yeah, I know that seems idea. strange thing to say, but like I think it's if I have money on him, I'll watch him more. And I think he's a very interesting pick for maybe the open next week. So I want to see how he does uh, around this track, and then maybe that'll kind of help me for next week because I've started to look at a few picks for the for for, for the open, as you said, because a lot of prizes will move after after this week. 100%. Um, so Willie Z, I got him at twenty eight to one. Um, still think there's actually a pretty good price. Um, you know, uh, looking at how some of the players are playing at the JP now, not that that has anything really to do with how they'll play next week. Um, but you know, Scotty seems to be kind of struggling a bit. Uh, Rory seems to be playing well, but he's not playing in the Scottish Open. Um, so I think for me, Willie Z was just the kind of the kind of big pick. Apart from JT, just JT's price was too short, which I have no problem backing in a major. Just not uh, for 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 the Scottish Open, but you know that doesn't mean to say he he couldn't go ahead and and win. No, I, th- I think listen, I'm on him. Uh, I, I I think he he'll just he'll definitely contend. Yeah, um, as far as I can. Oh, hundred percent. Um, and then two other players I got. I'm also backing Sam Burns. I got him at thirty to one, and also Beautiful. backing uh Ryan Fox at fifty to one. I don't know why we do it to to ourselves, Donny. <laughs> no, we can, well, we do it to ourselves because we get four days of entertainment. And four like days of entertainment and, and, Fox, some, and, some, week, and some place money. So I mean, it's it's it, not like at the end of the day, it's not like we're losing money on him. So no, like he's done. He's yeah. he's been brilliant for me. Like, uh, and you know, I I cashed out on him before he blew up in the Dutch Open, and I got probably eighty percent of value of the bet. But mm. I mean, you know. Second, second in the Irish Open, third in the BMW International, second in the Dutch Open, second in the Sudal Open, eighth in the Mas- British Masters, and ninth se- in the Catalonia, and, and second at the Dutch Open, losing a playoff, like, losing a playoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then won the Raz Alcima. Like that's just fucking ridiculous. It is. And phenomenal. I love how he plays golf too. Like I got to see him this weekend, and he just straight up tee in the ground, has a look, picks his target, wicker the caddy, couple of waggles, and bang. And he just bludgeons the golf ball around. He doesn't fuck around. He's not slow. He doesn't get slow when he's in contention. He just plays his game. So many things to like about him. Loads and yeah. loads of things to like. Yeah, about no, 100%. Him, including um, the price this week. But look, those are our those are our, our picks uh, for this week. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And wherever I go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John, he's he's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open Champion.